0: welcome to cryptid crossroads 505 i'm larry and i'm vince welcome to the show
1: where we talk all things cryptid sasquatch aliens hauntings and anything paranormal you would like to share with us you can
0: reach us at cryptid 505 at gmail.com
1: so settle in open your mind and enjoy the show
0: Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads 505. We're back in the studio doing it once again for you. I'm here with my co-host Vince. Vince, give him a shout
1: out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the CCR 505 studios. That's
0: right. We're here. But before we get started, we want to thank you for our listeners who have listened to the recent episodes we uploaded. Uh, tell a friend. We welcome everybody. Um and as always, you could reach us at crypted crossroads five o five at gmail dot com that's one word and we want to hear your story and as always, before we get started our uh our, our traditional toast here. To but you. before
1: we do our toast i just wanted to mention our facebook page and we'd like to thank all of you we've had a lot of new members lately we want all of you to join because that's where we put about we put out the content that we talk about that's right now we're we're, we're not real uh social media savvy so we're not on other platforms yet uh, my daughter was just here talking about other platforms we should get on but We we might need some assistance. Well,
0: we're not on some of those social medias, but I tell you where we are at. So you can now find us back on Amazon Music, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, iHeartRadio, and I'm working on Apple and one other new one that they added. Uh, So soon, if you want just the audio, you could listen on the go there.
1: So... in YouTube, if you want to see our ugly mugs. That's right. Yeah. And
0: and uh, for those of you that are on the Facebook page, I'll be pushing out audio and YouTube. So just right. just click so, on it and you'll see us.
1: So we, we're on all these other platforms, but on Facebook, we have audio and video, plus other things we upload. Some of our new members have uploaded stories. Right. A lot of interesting content. And that's one of the reasons I wanted a Facebook page, right. so we could interact, you know, because there's a lot of people who will interact, but don't want to call in and tell their stories. Or, right. Right. And, uh,
0: man, if you want to call and tell your story, let's do it. So we gave you the email. That's how you reach us, and we'll set up a time, and we'll get together, and we do want to hear your story.
1: We do. All right. Here's to you. To you. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, (sighs) hmm. Now, what we're drinking is uh, apple cinnamon whiskey. It's all theatrical. It's really just apple juice. It's just apple juice, but like they say, it's all in your head. All right.
0: We, uh, we do it for the theatrical effect.
1: Anyway, <clears throat> we're going to get started tonight.
0: And we thought we would talk a little bit about our favorite topic, Sasquatch.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say women. Well, <laughs> we talk about that off camera. <laughs> well, we could talk about female Sasquatch.
0: Okay, well, see, that's still women.
1: Yeah. Tell them about the one of the newest videos that, well, it's new to us. Right. Why, why don't you give them a little insight on that?
0: Well, I sent my brother a video that's supposedly uh, a, a short video of someone who captured a Sasquatch uh, going into a tree. So they're basically coming off the ground and getting airborne into a tree. And uh, we're just talking about that. And I don't know. You know, we... Uh, We take everything with a grain of salt. I'll send them everything that I watch so that we could critique it together. Right, But, you know, there again, my thing is if this guy had that in his view, he should have got a clear picture.
1: Right. But, you know, in his defense, if he was on a cell phone, because... uh, some cell phones have really good cameras, and some have some not shitty. so
0: shitty. And it depends on the distance because I have a really good cell phone, but if I'm too far away, it's it's not good quality either. Right. So, I think you should have ran up closer, though.
1: Right I mean, now, now if you want to see it, it's on our Facebook page, right? Or you could also watch it on YouTube. It's called Carson River Sasquatch.
0: Right. And uh, I sent that to my brother because anything the you know, I could find or that he could find. We're going to share uh, just because that's what we do and we want to know about these creatures so much. And uh, I, like I said, I, I watch that video and I was like, hmm, I'm going to send it to him and let him uh, right, form his own opinion.
1: Right. Now we watch as many of these videos as we can. Um, <clears throat> it, it is for entertainment, but it's also research because we want to know and, you know, We've watched the breakdowns on a lot of these videos and the people who do breakdowns, they've come up with a, a pretty good way of telling if they're fake or not. Right. Like the body limb ratio to the body and stuff right. like that, and, legs arms. And, uh, and, and it makes sense. So when we watch videos, of course, we watch with an open mind because we know no, not everybody carries an HD camera. So we kind of look for things we could pick out you know, from what we've learned from other people.
0: Right. And and you talk about video breakdowns. Uh now I think uh, MK Davis does He's really, a good he does a good job of breaking down the videos and and really analyzing whether, you know, the limb structure or the knee movement, it, how all that if it's a true squatch or not.
1: Right. Now if if you want to watch MK's work, he does a lot of good work and it's it's not only Sasquatch, he uh He's into the Nephilim. uh, Right. Actually, I sent my brother a picture of him next to a 12-foot skeleton, and I told my brother, look at that. Could you imagine running into a 12-foot Sasquatch? And, you know,
0: you may think that that's that's not big, but when you look at a skeleton that is actually 12 feet tall, now, you got to remember that it won't be a skinny bone structure because something that big, the bones have to support the muscle and the mass of it. So those bones are going to be thick. Uh, So anything that big is going to have some mass to it. And when I looked at that, uh, M.K. Davis looked like a a midget.
1: Well, we won't say that. Well, It, It looked like a... A kid holding his dad's hand. It it, it was. Now, if you want to look at M.K. Davis's work, which he does good work, he does a lot of work uh, on the Patterson Gimlin film, as far as cleaning it up and getting good pictures. Right. I believe on uh, YouTube he goes under Green Wave. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you could also find him on Facebook under M.K. Davis. And, you know, he's a hell of a guy. I've messaged him before, and he'll usually respond to your messages or whatever. Right.
0: And he's done some good work, especially on the Patterson-Gimlin film. I think he's he's one of the ones that really put the time in. And, you know, the same conclusion that everyone that puts a lot of time into it, it's inconclusive. It's like you can't debunk it. Right. It, that is genuine footage of a creature that's in the wilderness.
1: Right now, another one on uh, YouTube I like to watch is uh, Thinker Thunker. Yeah,
0: Thinker Thunker he, does a good he's job. He's really
1: too. good. He he does uh, more of a, a breakdown with the uh, the length of the limbs, and he he goes into right. depth. He even goes so far as to... Like if there's a Sasquatch video, he'll try to get a human to mimic the same things. Right,
0: yeah, he he does good work too.
1: Yeah, I, there was one uh, video in particular uh, he was that was sent to him and he worked on. It was a Sasquatch walking, and he stepped down an embankment like five five feet. Right, just one step. There's no way a human could do that. No,
0: no way at all, without falling on your face. Right, and yeah, th- he does some good. But work. anyway,
1: those are two guys that we like to watch because they, they do really credible work and they're really good at what they do.
0: That's right. So we're, uh, we're giving them a shout-out and right. pushing their work. So but back to that so video. Check the, them out.
1: The Carson River. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting because the first part of the video, he's just walking through the camp, and the action comes at the end. He zooms into something. It's, it looks like a big – it's a figure. It's dark, you know. It's not a very good video. But as he zooms away, it looks like it lifts one arm and pulls itself up in the tree. Now, if something could pull a body that big in the tree, something is very strong.
0: I mean, really strong. Yeah, and and I was telling my brother uh, not only about that video, but I I recently watched, uh, it's part of the Small Town Monsters uh, ...series that's on YouTube. Now, I've watched a lot of Small Town Monsters videos... ...for anything from Mothman to uh, Bigfoot. Well, in, in in this video, they, uh, they go to uh, Fort Hood... ...and they go to all these uh, famous sightings... ...where, you know, Sasquatch has been seen by people... ...ever since the early 70s on through today, basically... And uh, it, it was interesting that the territory that they visited and how they go about looking for the creature, you know, like some of the swampland, they make the rounds looking for footprints and whatnot. And it, it's basically how most people do it, looking for evidence. But what caught my attention is the area where they investigated and, you know, they basically said it's like trying to find not a needle in a haystack, finding a needle in an alfalfa field. Wow. And because there's just so much rugged territory up in that area, it makes me believe that these creatures can stay elusive in that area because of the terrain, and it's not easy terrain to navigate.
1: Right. Now, th- now that brings me back to the area we go to. Right. Now we found a in the past... Uh, snow had a lot to do with it, and I've even found a partial print in the mud, but where we go, we've gotten so much rain this year, it's very green, there's grass everywhere, so you ain't gonna find no prints, nothing.
0: No, and the grass isn't deep enough to leave like imprints.
1: Right, right. Now, I, I subscribe to a different theory. I know all these people go out and walk around at night looking for Sasquatch, and you gotta remember these things see probably just like we see in the daylight at well, night. And it's it's
0: the theory is that they uh because they have eye shine like animals, so that their eyes have adapted to the blue spectrum which is at night. Right. So you're right. They could see clear as day at night as just like we see in the day. Right. And that's probably what gives them the uh the, the advantage for Quick mobility at night, as to where some people say i I looked up it was there one second, the next minute it was gone, and that 's in pitch dark, and you know right. they they have to they have to have night vision to maneuver that quick around anything
1: right. which which brings me to my next point i I always said that um, you can 't find Sasquatch Sasquatch is going to find you right now we we could walk around all night long and we probably wouldn't find nothing, maybe hear something but We've had our best, uh, I guess, uh, luck. That's what it is. Right. When we just, we sit in our campground and the darker the better, but we just do what we do. You know, we talk amongst ourselves and like uh, every encounter I've had or even the last time when we took our brother, <laughs> we were just being ourselves. and, you know, all of a sudden something hit the truck. And right. That's why I say that... Y- they're going to find you. And, and if they don't want you to see them, you're not going to know they're there. Because every time this has happened, uh, especially with my first encounter, I didn't know they were there and still I ta- and still, until I started seeing I shine. And even then, I didn't really put two and two together until they started screaming. And then I still didn't put anything really together till the next day.
0: Right. And like this documentary I just saw... Uh They were saying that the encounter, that one of the, uh, I guess he's not part of the crew, but it's one of the participants who was doing some investigation with them. He talked about a certain area that they went to and he had his encounter, but they they were just up hiking around. They made a wrong turn, so they were actually looking for a trail that was supposed to take them to a lake. Well, rather than going right, they should have made the left at Albuquerque. That's right. So they made a left, and it took them off trail. So they were kind of lost. And, you know, one of their friends, they said, was deadly fearful of bears, so he took pots and pans, and he kept banging them as they were hiking, thinking it's going to chase them away. Well, his other friends told him, you know, you got to stop that. Understand one thing, the bears are just as terrified of you. They're going to avoid you like the plague, so you don't need to make all that noise. Long story short, all that banging with the pans and the clacking and clinging, that night one person woke up because he heard like, let's say wood knocks but like two rocks just clacking together from a distance and it got closer and closer and clacking clacking well he heard it so he sat up and he just slowly opened unzipped his tent and looked out and he really didn't hear, hear nothing well they got up the next morning went about their business nightfall comes they're in their tents again it, it returns and he hears the clacking, clacking, clacking. Uh, this time it gets closer to the camp, so he unzips his tent. This time he sees on right by this big, like a redwood tree. I mean, the tree that he described, it. the trunk, I mean, it's huge. And he said this thing stood, it, it was about 10 feet from his description. It stood there swaying back and forth, looking, just swaying back, looking out, looking out. And he said he noticed it in the dark, and he said when he made eye contact with it, and he said it saw him, he said it just gradually turned around and walked off. And that's the reason they went back to this one particular campsite.
1: Kind of like us.
0: Yes. So they were hoping lightning struck twice. And I, I found that interesting that this creature came back not only one night, but twice he was intrigued with what these people were doing around the camp. Right. And I guess it was the banging of the pans that really drew him in.
1: Yeah. So. And uh, when I had my encounter, I think what really, like I said, the first one that screamed, I thought was a female just by the tone of the voice. Right. And I think what intrigued that one is I had two young girls with me and my son, he was young too. So she may have, you know, mother instinct or just curiosity. <clears throat> because when the the male that was talking and shaking the tree, when he walked off, the the female stood there the whole time.
0: And it could have, she could have been intrigued. And why, we don't know. We'll never right. know. But right. like uh, some of the theories that we've talked about with that is, could it have been a mother that lost her young one? You know?
1: Right. Which. Kind of gets kind of creepy,
0: it, do, it does get creepy, but I mean, that's that happens with humans,
1: right? But every time we go to our spot, something happens, whether it's a UFO, paranormal, Bigfoot, something, or just a crazy owl, okay? <laughs> right? But um, <laughs> it, it's weird because uh, especially the last time we went there, actually, the last two times when we had our oldest brother and Something moved the truck. Right. And then the last time we went, when we were just parked in the dark and I heard footsteps out my window. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I tell people uh, these stories because, especially now that we got the podcast, they all want to talk to me. They don't want to come on the show for some reason, but they'll tell me their stories and they ask me about what I have going on up there. And I tell them that stuff. And a lot of them said, well, maybe they're getting used to you. That's why they're coming closer could be or they just want to kick our ass and get us out of there right well that's the theory behind uh, some other uh, sasquatch sites like on facebook whatever the habituation site where you get them used to being you being there and, right
0: and and it could be possible I, I and there's let's let's talk about one person that became so acquainted with them that they supposedly spoke to him um,
1: that was uh, Sasquatch,
0: Ontario. That's right, and up in Canada, and he supposedly would have interactions with a, a particular Sasquatch, right? And yeah.
1: they would they would even mimic like names, and right? Things. And and
0: they would they would call him, and they would have like little back and forth. I, I call it like toddler conversations because right.
1: just an interaction. Interaction,
0: and uh, he would go back. Several consistently, and and they'd be there. They'd meet him there. Um, so
1: uh, right. he, it he, could he, be possible. He had a, a spot on the property where he would camp. Right. And then when he would go back, uh, it was weird because there's some video on YouTube. There'd be handprints on his car, or sometimes they'd even leave him a gift. Right. It's like, a, I don't know, it looks like branches woven into a little ball. And sometimes right. inside the ball was a marble.
0: Right. Where they got the marble, I don't know. But,
1: but you know, they, I'm sure they, like we talked about in the Hamis, when it's locked up, they have free run of it. So, Or even at night, I'm sure they go through the trash or old campsites, whatever uh, people left behind.
0: I'm sure they do. But it was interesting to hear his conversations. Now, I took it with a grain of salt, but I'm not going to call him a liar because, like we say, we weren't there.
1: Now now that you mentioned that um there's one episode I had it saved on my phone I don't have it anymore but Sasquatch Ontario when he was having his uh conversations there's one uh audio clip that he caught. well it's it's like a 14 minute long thing but there's one section where it's almost dead dead on to what I heard that night Yeah I I should try to look that up and find it cuz th- that will give a that's more of a description than i could ever give cuz that's almost right on with the talking and the whoop at the end
0: yeah we need to find that so we could play that for y'all yeah uh, but i just thought it was interesting that he had uh, interactions like that so and like like they say there, there's different types of people so there's different types of sasquatches you got your aggressive ones that just want they want to escort you out of their territory and you have some that maybe don't want to be so aggressive and don't have malicious intentions, and they're just curious about you, just as curious as you're about them.
1: Right, and I think that's true to a certain degree, but I think some of it depends on if they have young in the area. I, th-
0: I think it does too, but I, I think it it does... Here's, here's my theory on that, because we've heard some stories... Uh, from like we've talked about on our other podcast about these creatures kind of bringing sustenance to people that were in need. You know, the the old Navajo lady that told her story. right? And I think that clan, that race of Sasquatches, they were more in tune with humans because maybe they've been around the tribe. uh, And we're talking about... uh, a native tribe that they were familiar with because the story is that during times when they were fighting the government wars with the tribes and the men went out to wage war with the government, with the white man, uh, that they were left up in the mountains with snow and these the Sasquatches would bring deer carcasses and lay them down there. And, right, because uh, it was uh,
1: women and children, basically. That's right. So, probably the elderly.
0: So I think that that type of Sasquatch was more curious about the humans than the ones that are aggressive and usher you out of their territory.
1: Well, maybe the the nice ones are curious and the aggressive ones, they know us.
0: That's true. Well, I I think any, I, and I, seriously, I think what makes them aggressive is like you get the hunters that go up there and like shoot at them and whatnot, and that's enough to piss anybody off.
1: Right, and and not only that, like I said, if if they're young or like say the clans nearby, they they said the ones you see on the outskirts are the scouts. Yeah, that's, that's so the theory. That's their job to keep people away from the clan.
0: Right. Uh, well, because the theory is they they hunt at night. They right. they do all now, their work at night.
1: Now, if you got a scout that's way far out, maybe on a hunting party, he might be, uh, you know, he don't have to keep you out of any certain area. So right. maybe he's more curious about watching you.
0: I, I, I get that. Uh, I do get that, but th- th- that's why I think they're like humans. We get, we have our humans that are pacifists and they right. just want no violence and whatnot. And then you get your knuckleheads that are just totally. With short fuse. Yes, yeah, short fuse. Violent, just naturally. Their nature
1: is right. violent. Right. If, if they're like us, I'm sure they have. I dum dums. And
0: well, that's what I'm getting at, you know. E- even though they may be even part of the same. Squatch tribe, I think the personalities hold true just like humans. Right, you may get the one aggressive out there that is pissed off all the time. And although his brother may be kind and a pacifist, this one's aggressive and not so pacifist, right? He's now, malicious.
1: Yep, now I was thinking about our site that we go our right. spot now. I, I've uh I've listened to a lot of other people talk about their encounters and, uh, 99% of them are, are just luck. Right. You know, they catch it on film and don't even know it. But, uh, there's some that like Sasquatch Ontario, like, um, Todd Standing, uh, even Survivor uh, what's his name? Uh, Les Stroud. Les Stroud. Les Stroud. (laughs) But, uh, they've, I think you've, you'll have your best success if you're out there alone.
0: You, you probably will.
1: Now, as far as me or you going out there to our spot alone, I haven't worked up to that. Now, I've been out there alone at night, but not camping and staying right. at night.
0: You know, um, I don't know if I'll ever work up to that yeah. because I know what's out in those woods. Right. And uh,
1: But but now that we got a camping trailer, I mean, it's just... It's a little different. It's a little different. It's a false sense of security because... Those things are flimsy, you know? It, yeah,
0: and truthfully, I've heard stories where these creatures have ripped those trailers to shreds. Right, I, I
1: heard one, uh, uh, it was on PacWest Bigfoot, another good site on YouTube. He takes people's encounter stories and turns them into a like a campfire story. Right. There was this kid, maybe 19 years old, he got a new job. There's a construction site up in the mountains, and his job was to go stay in a camper during the weekends and, you know, basically watch the equipment. And uh, he was staying in one of those little teardrops. Oh, okay. He said the Sasquatch just pounded, almost pounded him into the ground.
0: Holy crap. Yeah. Well, I could see that because some of these creatures are just so big i mean i've never seen one but it's the theory that i hear from the sightings people have they range from anywhere from eight feet to 12 feet
1: you know you know that's you just brought up an interesting point because uh where i had my encounter i did see the shadow i i saw the eye shine it was peeking out of the back of a tree right i seen that i seen it but i've never really went to kind of gauge how tall it was but it, it's yeah. kind of hard because i saw it at night but uh Maybe the next time we go up there, we could kind of, because I've told you the area where it was, it was right, right next to our campsite. Right. And we could kind of go. Now, the other one walked up, uh, you know, you could catch a glimpse of the shadow, but he was just on that little hill above us. Well, and, uh, and he he did not sound friendly.
0: Maybe he wasn't. That's that's where I'm getting at, what they each have their own personality, just like humans. Uh the female, she may have been cool, calm, and collective and just wanted to look at the kids and say, oh, you know, what... But but why would she scream? Because she was terrified those little... She sees them as maybe children from another <laughs> Squatch tribe, and she says, they have no
1: hair. <laughs> maybe. Oh, my God. But, but see, that's the thing. I, I still don't... I that, that night's still crazy to me. Why... If she just wanted to observe, why did she scream? Because, you know, I, I saw her eye shine, but I didn't really put two and two together. Right. Well,
0: maybe that's how they attract their young.
1: Maybe. But like I said, the the male, he walked over, he, he talked. Right. He was walking up the hill. I heard him talking and uh, he stopped and he was shaking a tree and he, he was yelling at us.
0: Right. And And we'll never know what they're thinking or why they do what they do all we can have is our theories that are probably flawed and incorrect, but you know, that's just our guess at things. Right.
1: But (laughs) now before we leave that, I, I, I always try to relive that in my mind. It's well, I can't forget it. No, you'll never, you'll never forget. That's part of it. But we've, uh, since we started this podcast, we've done a lot of research and we've learned a lot of things uh, from other people, from our own experiences and one thing we learned about is like people say, when a Sasquatch yells at you, you get frozen with fear because the is it infrasound?
0: Infrasound, they say they, they project infrasound.
1: Now, that night, I don't remember feeling any infrasound. Nothing. Now, he was yelling, but on hindsight, I think about it, I was so scared. My I was sitting there. My whole body was shaking.
0: Well, and and that's another thing. It, although it may not have been infrasound, it's just the shock and awe of. Am I really, hearing and seeing what I think I'm seeing?
1: But maybe they could project the infrasound with a low rumble.
0: Well, that's how well,
1: his, his was a, a yell. Uh,
0: yeah, but infrasound is projected with low rumbles, and because. Uh,
1: so maybe the, maybe he didn't really project infrasound at me. It was just a yell, and that scared the hell out of me. That that,
0: that would scare the hell out of me too. That's what I'm saying. It, it was just just the spur, of the moment that you heard that you heard something that was totally foreign to you.
1: Right in the dark. In my mind, like I said, it it, it didn't process any of it right. until the next day. Well, actually, we drove down the mountain, and nobody slept. We are thinking about it, and even when we went and packed up, I went home, I was laying in bed before I called you, and I was like running through it in my mind, and I still didn't really know what happened.
0: And you really never will.
1: Right. No, it, it took me a while to process it, even before I called you. Right. For one, I had to calm down. But you know what I was thinking since... I went through that, and you—you've heard screams, and you felt the truck move, and all that. Maybe we deserve another stimulus check. <laughs> Maybe
0: we do, <laughs> and we'll take it out there and spend it.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. Damn it,
0: I'm—I'm I'm considered an essential employee. <laughs> I can't go. Uh,
1: it's research.
0: Oh, then I can go. <laughs> I'll just take vacation. <laughs> How's that? <you> <laughs> But, you know, these are just things that we wanted to talk about tonight. As we move along, there are subjects that I do want to delve deeper into. Right. But I'm going to have to give them to my brother so that we could both do research and, and be on topic. But, you know, now, we just rebranded and we just want to get this right.
1: Rolling. Now, there's a lot of interesting things he's been looking into, and he gives me the information to look into. But I, I work out of town, so... You know, I I, there's only a certain I have a window when I could do that. Yeah. So and not only and now that we started, we rebranded some of you old listeners might hear us repeating old content or referring to old content. And we will do that because we got a lot of new listeners who might not want to go back into a hundred, late night with Larry's. <laughs>
0: they, they don't want to comb a hundred episodes and see what we're talking about.
1: Right. So we're,
0: we're going to, for a little bit, we're going to... For reference. Re- ...regurgitate and for reference, but there's some things that I've been looking into, and uh, I think we need to discuss them with our audience. And
1: right, and, and there's some really interesting things that are, maybe expand on our topics, but uh, yes. what we usually talk about, but nonetheless... Uh, if you're listening to our podcast, you're like-minded like us, so you will like this information that we're going to put out shortly. That's right.
0: And if you're like-minded like us and you have a story, share it.
1: Share it. Yes, I. On the Facebook page, uh, we recently had a, a new member, and she posted about you know her friend seeing one and. Bring them on. You know,
0: we'd love to hear that story. Bring it. We'll keep you anonymous, like we said.
1: Or or we'll tell your story.
0: That's right. We'll do either or. Anyway, that's what we want to share with you tonight. And the next episode, I I got to tell my brother what I want to talk about so he could do the research. And it's going to be a little interesting because as I was hearing it, I was thinking to myself, wow, I want to see this. Right.
1: Right. And and not only that, uh, hopefully we're going to get one more trip, at least one more up to the spot right. where we could camp uh, because in the winter they close it down. So we're going to, well, we're hopefully more than one, but we're going to try to get up there.
0: We're going to try and get one, at least one, because right now it's getting cold. As the sun falls, it's starting to get cold, you know, fall setting in, and I know they're going to lock it up.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. But uh,
0: That's right. I'll just give you a hint on what uh, I'm going to divulge to my brother to look into. And it has to do with aliens and contacting them. So it's going to be interesting. Stick around.
1: Very interesting.
0: All right. Anyway, thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. Hey,
1: thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show.
0: And be sure to reach out to us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. Peace. Peace.